Yeah, I just got that. You okay to you like is this going all right? It's it doesn't hurt. It just sounds bad. Hmm. Okay. At least Maybe you... I just I won't do a majority of the talking. Too. All right. As long as it's not like hot asphalt just dripping down your throat, then you know. I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, that's how we open the show, right? Like that, that. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to kick off the intro here. Uh, we're not going to be doing anything crazy because I kind of, you know, I've blown through three that are pretty good in the last three episodes. So mm-hmm. um, we'll just say that uh, uh, this I'll be doing a Dean Malenko impression for this one. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Right. Welcome to the Nerd or Not podcast. I'm Jay. Uh, with me is Bob and Corey. Um, I'm the man of a thousand and one voices, um, or something like that. Right. Um, and sometimes I dress like James Bond. Uh, this week, uh, we are wrapping up our WrestleMania coverage, uh, with the, uh, the exit ramp away from WrestleMania, uh, off of the road to WrestleMania, uh, to let everyone go home, uh, and just get ready to do it all again in nine months because, uh, the road to WrestleMania, of course, starts in January for some fucking reason. Uh, (laughs) Because it has been decreed. Yep. Uh, so this is part four of the ultimate thrill ride. Uh, we are brought to you by Snickers uh, because you're not yourself when you're hungry. Um, mm-hmm. And if there's anyone that knows that, it's me and Bob. Um, and I'm also proud to report that uh, Nerd or Not is proudly brought, blocked by one John Bradshaw Layfield on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> because John Bradshaw Layfield is a colossal sack of steaming human refuse. Uh, how fucking dare you refuse. it really is how fucking dare you you awful human being how fucking dare you you're a bitch like i i I, I i hope you get fired i hope fucking boz rootin shows up and kicks the living shit out of you because you deserve it you're you're an asshole go fuck yourself john layfield that's that's when it that's when it became seemingly real when he got into a twitter feud with a guy who's been like bending whole men in half for like 15 years yeah that's fucking crazy and the yeah. fact that he's still standing by that me like ah whatever <laughs> the only thing you need to know about john bradshaw layfield uh-huh. is that this is the type of guy he is when he gets starts getting into some fucking heat he mm-hmm. blocks people uh yeah because he's a pansy it's <laughs> he's a funny, bully the funniest the funniest thing is is about like um you you've you've known some controversial or followed some controversial people on Twitter. Yes, I have. I can dig their controversy up until they start using a block bot or yep. until they start manually blocking people, which is just <laughs> which is funny. That's like I don't lie. That's like somebody who like goes out of their way to scoop water out of their toilet to dump it on people on the street. <laughs> and then they run back into the house and they're like, wait, I've gotten more. You know, that's manually <laughs> finding fuckers that follow you and then blocking them. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, did you hear that he was blocking people who were following both him and Moralo? At the same time, that's he's yeah, it's like he was going through a list, like, okay, okay, oh, you're blocked, okay, okay, oh, you're blocked. <laughs> it sounds Time consuming. It's insane. Was, was there just no prep for him before any of the shows last week? Who the fuck does that? A, a, a fucking John Bradshaw Layfield. A, a piece of shit that has no fucking self confidence <laughs> and has to throw his two inch Texas dick around <laughs> to pretend. <laughs> 
pretend that he's some kind of fucking tough guy when all he did was ever all he fucking ever did was hide behind Ron Simmons and ride his goddamn coattails. Fuck you, John Layfield. The Texas two inch. Uh, that's yeah. going to be his new stage name. Yeah, he's, he's got the two inch hat that he wears not the 10 gallon. Fuck you. You you want to be cowboy living Bermuda piece of shit. So let's talk about something fun. Let's get away from John Bradshaw Layfield because we've given him enough time. Yeah. Um, I, I think we can do one good fuck JBL chant every week, no matter what mm-hmm. the subject is, because fuck JBL. Um, but I want to talk about a game. I haven't done this in a while. Um, I am going to talk about a game. It is wrestling themed. It's called the Super Show. Uh, it is absolutely wonderful. Corey, you were there when I got it at uh, Gen Con last year. So it's it's a card and dice game uh, for two to six players. Uh, it is called the first unpredictable card game because you have to play different cards in order to get to play other cards. Right. Um, and you have to get a pin because it is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a crowd meter involved that raises uh, throughout the game. The crowd meter uh, increases the effectiveness of your finished card. Oh, wow. <laughs> and when a finished card is played, a player attempts to pin or submit his opponent with a finished dice roll. Uh, they roll their skill dice. Opponent has three dice rolls called breakout rolls to beat the count because it is a referee's three count. And of course, when the game is played, you are absolutely 1,000% encouraged to count along going one, two, <laughs> three. Yeah. Um, we talked, I talked to some of the guys at uh, Gen Con last year that make the game. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not people that are just picking up a wrestling license to make a game with a wrestling license. These are guys that are huge wrestling fans that wanted to make a true to life wrestling game. So, you know, we can, we can talk about the superstar shakeup sometime, I suppose, but not today. Today we are talking about WrestleMania, the ultimate thrill ride. Uh, if you guys saw NXT takeover, we're going to gloss over that real quick by saying NXT takeover was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, top <laughs> to bottom. One of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. Match of the year was easily the DIY. Yeah. Authors of pain match. Um, They made all three of those teams look incredible. Yeah. Uh, I usually don't dig monster teams like the authors of pain, Mm -hmm. um, but I I enjoyed them in that match, even though they beat my favorite two teams in DIY and revival. Um, (laughs) And I, unfortunately, as, as Bob and I were talking about earlier, it does, mean that they are unstoppable right now Mm -hmm. Um, so they need to build up another monster team to build them to beat them and unfortunately now you're in just this downward spiral of (laughs) yeah those those other two those other teams had to like sell like fuck the entire match (laughs) yeah yeah but it was it was incredible uh the Mm -hmm. whole the whole the whole event was really good um return of cassius ono to uh to nxt television or nxt uh Live events with uh, Takeover. We got to see Drew McIntyre yeah. in the in the crowd, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the main event. So right. we uh, are not going to talk about the results because yeah. it's been two weeks since the show. You guys all know who won the matches and what happened. Uh, but we, uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to say we because this is not something that Corey or I came up with. This is all Bob here, and I want to give mm-hmm. proper credit where it's due. Bob had the goddamn brilliant idea to do this as let's compare the matches to our favorite theme park attractions from Orlando, since this was the ultimate motherfucking thrill ride. Uh, <laughs> so we, we all independently, none of us know what the other ones selected, uh, have written down what we would compare the matches to and why we would compare them to these particular rides. Mm-hmm. So Bob, let's start with, uh, we're, we're going to go right down through the card uh, in order, starting with the Cruiserweight Championship match, uh, Neville versus Austin Aries. Bob, what did you go with? Uh, since it's the very first thing out of the match, uh, the very first thing I thought of is what's the first ride at Epcot? 
Spaceship Earth. Yeah, Spaceship Earth. And it's right there in the very front. No other park is like that where the ride is right there. You go through the gates, boom. And it did remind me a lot of Spaceship Earth. Uh, it's the first thing you see. And uh, after the match, you feel like you learned something. <laughs> I like it. Can, can I can I say that like I feel like I, I'm having uh, I'm being spoken to by Terry Funk? <laughs> so, you know, now listen so. here, Cactus. What you need to do is go out there. You need to sell and grab the chair and hit me as hard as you freaking can. Got that, Cactus? Wow, Bob, you have found your voice. <laughs> You have found your voice. Yeah, but he has to become like almost debilitatingly ill to pull it off. Well, hey, you know what? Sacrifices are needed sometimes. That's uh, true. <laughs> Bob, we're going to need you to like chew on a carton of cigarettes at least once per week so that you can do that for our amusement from now on. <laughs> All right, Corey, what did you go with Neville versus Aries? Neville versus Aries. Um, I went with... Tom Sawyer's Island, because that was the one that I was going to be looking forward to the most, despite it not being the main attraction and you knowing full and well that there are going to be like other amazing things throughout the show. Mm -hmm. You've got to make the beeline to Tom Sawyer's Island and the experience somehow makes you feel strangely tall. <laughs> uh, so my pick for Neville versus Aries was the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, it was not like nothing you'd ever seen before, but mm -hmm. it's the perfect way to kick off your day. A spectacular opening act. Solid. Huh? All right. Uh, anyway. on to the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. Bob, what did you have? Uh, for this one, I picked mission space because it was long. It was heavy on your chest and I'm pretty sure it killed four people in the process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Corey. Which works, unfortunately. Uh, I won't be able to top that, but here we go. Uh, it was the Dwarves Mine Train. Uh, was surprising, but not in ways that would necessarily be called fun, for me anyway. And the ending was very abrupt and ultimately disappointing. Fair enough. Uh, I went with the Tomorrowland Speedway. Uh, it was too many people, too long a line, and it had a disappointing ending. And for some reason, Rob Gronkowski was there. Like on the raceway, kind of like dodging cars for a training exercise, or just dancing with his penis flopping out naked, just because. <laughs> it's <very nasty. laughs> is oh. is that why Gronkowski goes to Disney World? <laughs> of course. Why else would Gronk go to Disney World? We got all right. Fun for the whole family. The all Gronkowski right. clan is here. They round him up like they do the Brazilian tourists, and they're like, "Okay." We can't throw you out, but you stay the fuck away from us. <laughs> now, Gronk, I'm going to tell you, when you're out there on the speedway, <laughs> those cars don't move very fast. You're able to dodge them real, just, just leap over them. They, they, they go like two <laughs> miles an hour. It's real easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Conversations with the Funker. This is so wonderful. <laughs> don't put any goes over your head, or I'm just not going to be able to stop. <laughs> I'm going to be like, that is genuinely Terry Funk. Why am I not in Orlando to get an autograph right now? <laughs> All right. Uh, Dean Ambrose uh, versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, for me, uh, I decided to go with a ride that's not even open yet, and that's uh, Jimmy Fallon's Race Through New York at Universal Studios. It's very early inside the park, just like this match was early on. It was still in the pre-show. You didn't know what to expect, and you just hope for the best. So you're kind of like thinking in uh, terms of like um, park or excuse me, uh, like a theme park positioning, I suppose. Like what would be the first uh, thing you hit? 
Well, when it comes to this, when I first heard they're opening this Jimmy Fallon ride, I'm thinking that doesn't, I don't know what to think about that. That sounds weird. Just like this match was. I did Splash Mountain uh, because most of it was like a bit mollifying. Uh, the crowd was not really into it at all. And I was kind of like on the edge of naptitude uh, throughout the whole thing. I really wanted to like it because it was Ambrose beating on Baron Corbin. Um, but the ending does snap you awake. That uh, end of days reversal was quite the fucking thing. Um, and everybody in the crowd, like, I think was sync with that too. They were like, ah, here's the match we were looking for. And mm-hmm. then it was over just like that. So that's your. Uh, I went with minions. Um, the, the match was a little too short to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have gone for a few more minutes to really kind of build up the story a little bit. It felt rushed, uh, but parts of it were really enjoyable. And the abrupt ending was pretty awesome. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Bob for me, I, I, I picked uh, Men in Black for this one. Uh, we all love Men in Black, and this match was it was much, much better than I initially thought it was going to be. And I just decided uh, I wanted to see it again as soon as it was over, just like Men in Black. I wanted to go back on immediately. Okay. What would you have, Corey? Sorry. Uh, what was it, AJ McMahon? Uh, back to the Future which was a virtual uh, stunt terrific spectacular that leaves you feeling beat the fuck up and exhausted afterwards (laughs) because you're enjoying the entire thing. Like, Oh shit, there's the garbage can. Um, Oh my God. He made another insane move and yet didn't fucking uh, jeopardize his spinal cord. And then after all that's done, you feel almost like you were McMahon in that match (laughs) and you don't want to, you don't want to see any more. It's, it's, it's through for you. Fair enough. And then you sit back down like this. Uh. Uh, I went right. with I went with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's perfectly paced. The showmanship's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. There's so much to see every which way you look. And the second you're done, you want to get back on because it's such a good ride. That's that's true for Pirates. Yeah. I would have needed a good 10 minute wait if Pirates was exactly <laughs> like the Styles McMahon match, you know, but in my case. All right, Bob. Uh, Owens and Jericho. Oh, this, I was, I'm going to first say, I was so, I'm going to tell you this. When Jericho came on, <laughs> I can't, I can't not, I can't not do it. Now that you said it, it's in my head. Uh, <laughs> lifelong Jericho fan. His music hits and it starts with a countdown. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was like, oh, they, I get to see this in person, a countdown. It was, it was a new one. Mm-hmm. And he was like a technicolor, but that's the match. We're not talking matches. Uh, I was looking forward to this since a month before WrestleMania. So I have to compare this to Big Thunder Mountain because that's one of my favorite rides. Mm-hmm. It it makes me like all kinds of happy. And the match, just like the ride, is better at night. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's right. That was the one where it was like uh, it was like daylight when it started and it segged into uh, evening as the match uh, went yeah. on. That was, that was a pretty neat effect. Uh, Dueling Dragons. Um, okay. That's, that's good. I didn't tell Yeah, because A, obvious metaphor. Yep. Uh, B, uh, the easy comparison. Uh, and I don't want to read my summary here like word for word, but um, that countdown can be like uh, compared to one of the best coaster buildups in the industry because as, you're, as I was hearing that countdown or as I was, uh, uh, I guess, reconstituting it, um, I could imagine that the coaster is like beginning to head up. You know, and then as soon as you hear the fireworks and then break the walls down, 
the dip occurs. Sure. Um, and I, I thought that the pacing was similar. Um, but what, what better of a metaphor for the narrative evolution in this match than the harsh twists and turns of a tandem inverted rail coaster? Wow, that was really on point three hours ago, me. Shit. <laughs> Give yourself a break. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. So that's that, Dueling Dragons. And they so, better not tear that bitch down. <laughs> so I went with Space Mountain. Um, you know it's going to deliver. You know exactly what it's going to be. You know it's going to be great. And even though you know all of this, mm -hmm. it still makes you so happy because it makes every match that came before it better mm -hmm. because of the euphoria and everything that comes after it worse because nothing can live up to it. All right, so next we've got Bailey versus Nia Jax versus Charlotte versus Sasha. Bob, what you got? Uh, this one was actually tough for me. I decided to go ahead and uh, compare it to E.T., <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just been the last half of the match hallucinating. What the fuck? Uh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> the match itself it was uh, just like the ride. It you know it was cute. It had very low shock value to it, and as soon as it was over with, you feel like okay, I don't ever have to do that again. That ride is <laughs> fucking bizarre, and it's not gotten like less strange as time goes on. My ride was the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera, which I dearly oh, miss. Yeah. And the uh, reason I uh, use that one is because to start with, it's blindingly colorful. It's just like a fucking production tour de force. Visually, does not let up. In between the costumes and the lights and such. Note that this is not the one that Naomi was in. That's for later, and I do have an appropriate ride for that. But... Uh, blindingly colorful, all the action happens at the beginning, but after a certain plot break, Nia Jax getting tossed out seems to taper off. Uh, also seems a whole lot like another ride nearby, which in this case is the Authors of Pain DIY revival match from you know a couple of nights before where something similar had happened. The teams converged to you know try to beat down the bigger threat, except in this match, it worked. Yeah. The other one, not so much. Uh, I went with the Simpsons ride um, because of the loud bombastic colors and the crazy lighting and the fact that it was basically like a living cartoon. Similar idea. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ultimately, during the match, you know everything is going to be safe and fine and wonderful and happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's that one spot that makes you go, ooh, uh, like when Charlotte <laughs> did the corkscrew moonsault where you go, okay, all right, now everything's fine. All right, okay. That cool. was different. Um, um, but it's ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a really safe match. It's a really safe ride, and you can walk away going, I am neither satisfied nor dissatisfied. It was just a match. The partially fractured Hardys versus Enzo and Cass versus Sheamus and Cesaro versus the club. Bob, what did you have? Whew. Uh, this one I had to compare to the Hulk okay. because we knew the Hardys were coming out. We just didn't know how, when. So it was still kind of a surprise when they came out. So, yeah, the Hulk, it... it it's fast pace. It's rockingly loud. It's it has you screaming just like I was. I marked out pretty hard when the Hardys came. I was like, I think I was yelling at Corey's ear. Uh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't hear a fucking thing for like a good five minutes. <laughs> I picked the Hulk too uh, for, uh, for for a different reason. Um, I didn't want to be. Uh, first of all, like the Hulk is loud, but for a lean maybe two to three seconds. 
by that point, like by the time like the shock value wears off, you're all of a sudden doing the loop-de-loops and then it becomes like strangely peaceful with the wind blowing in your face and the crowd just below you. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. It's like an assault of meditation. Anyway, okay. um, I picked the Hulk because uh, that first part of the match is very much like the first part of the Hulk ride where it, that was like the concentration of reaction right there. When the Hardys came out, that was you getting shot out of the fucking cannon. Uh -huh. And that's all you're going to remember for the rest of the ride because as great as the rest of the match was, I think Jeff Hardy took a header off of a ladder or something. And then the grease ball special occurred, which you always make a note of because uh -huh. that's gorgeous. Every time it happens, the, the only thing you're going to remember is like the new day, <laughs> introducing the Hardys and then the Hardys coming out and everybody losing their goddamn minds like a blimp full <laughs> of $100 bills just exploded over the Camping World Stadium. So that was that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not go with the Hulk because mm. uh, I've never ridden the Hulk. Um, I went, this is where I used Men in Black. Um, so on paper, this match shouldn't work at all. This should just be, it, it should be a mess. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the idea of, hey, Let's make a fun on rails shooter starring the men in black. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It's loud. It's fun. It's fucking amazing. And you can't wait to see it again. Um, I mean, this is a match that I watched three times in a row. Kind of like uh, comparison. Bob and I went to Universal and rode men in black three times in a row. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's where my men in black play comes in. Oh, fucking fantastic. So <laughs> next, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and The Maurice. Bob, what do you have? It's not The Maurice. It's just Maurice. That wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been suggested to her at some point. <laughs> I got, originally, I did not care for this match. When I first heard about it, I thought this is such a waste. And then The Miz's promo started up and I... Couldn't get any more of it. I, I thought just build it up. I know it's going to happen, but then there's it's going to have the you know the annoying part. So I I I compared it to uh, it's a small world, you know, for the kids because they're the ones who really invested in it. Fair enough. Hmm. For kids, what you got, Corey? Um, I picked Twister um, because the uh, the lead in was fantastic. It was like uh, Paxton and Hunt doing their thing, and then. Uh, there was nothing after that, really. <laughs> and I couldn't really get up because uh, that, I mean, go figure. This was when most of the concession stands were starting to get loaded down. So I was there mainly because I was I was with somebody else who wanted to go and the fucking lines for everything else were full. <laughs> uh, I went with the Hall of Presidents um, because I, <laughs> like I do, skip Hall of Presidents. Yeah. And ultimately, it ends with a really boring speech. So it's... <laughs> Well, except in this case, George Washington didn't propose to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> well, at least not in the last cut. Not in the <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. What you got, Bob? Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, yes. I compared this one to Soren because uh, it was really cool to see for the first time. I mean, and granted, the, the match was it was a decent match. It was really cool seeing it for the first time. And, but unfortunately, just like the ride, you have to wait several hours to get on the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, I, what you got, Corey? I kind of went in a similar direction with that. And this is where I used MIB because um, you don't really have to wait a whole lot to get on to Men in Black, especially nowadays. But that walkthrough is like one of those exceptionally uh, uh, involving ones. Uh-huh. Heading through the heading through the headquarters and taking almost a, like a quasi tour, um, but the match itself uh, was old school. It was probably like the most old school match of the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, which, sorry, Taker. <laughs> I mean, good old school match. Um, but a lot of those matches uh, demand uh, a not insubstantial emotional investment from the audience. They uh, they reach out and grab the people and make sure that they are paying fucking attention. And that, like, as good as, like, modern-day spot fests are, not a whole lot of them endeavor to that sort of a height. Uh, I went <clears throat> with Expedition Everest. Um, it was really big. There was a lot for it to live up to, and there were some really big spots in it. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, there was just something in it that didn't work. Um, like a frozen Yeti? Like a frozen Yeti. Uh, so it didn't, it didn't quite live up to my hopes. Um, it was a really solid B. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, it was good. It was really good. And I'm like on any other pay-per-view, it probably would have been the best match of the night, but, um, is yeah, is solid B. You but know, at least kind of like Everest is. It didn't get an F for frozen Yeti though. No, 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 not a frozen Yeti. No. <laughs> Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt in. Ugh. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. We had to make this entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) The most disappointing match of the night, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to compare this one to Winnie the Pooh. Because guess what that replaced? Yeah. At least in in Disney World. I don't think... Yeah, they built a different something else in Disneyland. But anyway... That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Winnie the Pooh replaced Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Mm -hmm. which... Uh, it kind of matches because there's a big heavy set guy and then there's a hyperactive guy that nobody cares about. Uh, but Blade of the Pooh is basically uh, it's a dark ride. A lot of, if you've never been on it, some weird shit goes down in that ride. Like you, Pooh goes into heard. like a hallucination state and he starts dreaming and then there's huffalumps and woozles and instead of cockroaches and worms running around. And then it just ends. Okay. Pooh's one of the ones that I don't have like any familiarity with whatsoever. Oh, wait, no, we went on it once actually. And I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Kind of like the Orton Wyatt match. I guess. I don't know. I remember, I remember the clever like canvas tricks and shit. Very spooky and stuff. Um, but Pooh, I don't, I remember seeing Mr. Toad handing the deed over to that oh. owl person. Wow. <laughs> people, people are like Disneyites watching this are like, Fucking get that guy out! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kind of like bite off a of Jay's here. The uh, Disney World Grand Prix Speedway, um, and I wrote here, uh, and I'm quoting because fuck that shit. What a Grand Prix anyway? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Similar sentence uh, sentiments I offer to the uh, Wyatt and Orton match. That is not to say the men involved because they probably had I don't know. Nobody sets out to create garbage. Sure. I'm just going to try to be, you know, uh, diplomatic like that, of course. But fuck that. <laughs> so um, I, I went with uh, I went with a great movie ride. Um, on paper, on paper, this should mm-hmm. be awesome. There's tons of buildup. It's spectacle. It's bigger than life. It's crazy. It's amazing. Like the facade is wonderful. Now, are you talking about in terms of like the way they built up the storyline? I'm talking about everything. 
everything. All the right. Facade of this match going into it mm -hmm. should be amazing. Okay. But when you get inside, yeah, it's pretty fucking boring and not very good. <laughs> uh, and you kind of just, you know, like there's one or two spots where you're like, oh, hey, cool. Look, it's the alien. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, other than that, it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, one other thing for the great movie ride, uh, mm -hmm. there's there's really shitty effects in it, just like there are, where, just like there were in that match. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, the the undercard main event here. Uh, Bob Brock Lesnar versus Billiam Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in the uh, WrestleMania 20, when they these two guys put on a shit storm of or a shit show, I should say, a shit storm. It, they, it was <laughs> shit. It was just it was garbage. It was total. So there was a fecal was fountain. Yeah, there there was a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. uh, I was basically hoping whatever we can just get the best out of this situation as we can. And that's where we got the seven dwarves mind train. Uh, it's a, it was very fast. It was a lot better than you thought it was going to be. And it was basically just thriller filler until the next thing came along. You weren't sure what. Sure. I went with, uh, I went with the teacups for this one. Okay. I went with the teacups because these guys have been around for a while. You know, they've done their dime. Um, and you think that, like, uh, you think that you know what to expect from a match that's as WYSIWYG as the teacup ride. You sit down, you spin for a bit. But then you spend the majority of it just, like, and you're in a haze. You're in, like, just delirium the entire time. And then, just, oh, wait, it's over? What? Uh, oh, that was pretty neat. <laughs> and then you leave, and hopefully you don't vomit. Uh, I went with Jurassic Park. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't expect anything from these dinosaurs. Um, ah. and, and <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and looking back at it, it was pretty fucking cheesy, but there's a big splash in the end, and god oh. damn it, it was pretty fun. Like, yeah. it was, <laughs> that's like, that. Yeah, that's reasonable, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, went, I went in with like, man, this match is going to suck. Uh -huh. uh, and I walked away going, oh, that's just pretty fucking good. And it's like kind of, and it's kind of like, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna like draw more extensions from the teacups thing. They did so much with so little. They really the, did. Yeah, it was like it was just like there was nothing for them to work with really. And like five moves. Is just that's what's it. up? Five moves. That's that's all they did. The entire match was five total moves. But oh, two they, of them. They got up to five. Did you count the leapfrog as one? Oh, that's right. That yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. yeah, it was just like it was like I was like, what? Huh? Holy shit! <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, that it was, was at least better than fast two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was better than at least a good I don't know one of the other matches in this show so far. I mean, I went in expecting the carousel, mm -hmm. and yeah. I got Jurassic Park. That's a goddamn good improvement. <laughs> That's a win. I call that a win. Yeah. And if you had told me that that would have been the better world champion match or championship match on the card, I would have laughed in your face. Like, oh, no way, you? no way. <laughs> oh yeah, because because if that was like a uh, if that was like a quadrant of mediocrity, at least one quarter of it would be Wyatt, mm -hmm. and you know, salvaging uh, salvaging the affair is still in the cards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Next, we've got Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Carmella versus Natalia versus Mickey James versus Becky Lynch in the SmackDown Women's Championship match six pack challenge. I call this one Naomi versus the world because I forgot who was in it. <laughs> except, except for um, except for Mickey James. But you go first. And I couldn't. I, 
I couldn't remember Natalia's name for the longest time in my write-up. Mm-hmm. So mine was everyone was everyone's name. And then the last one was that blonde girl that's very short and nice. <laughs> I could not remember what her name was. But not in an accurate description. So. Yeah, it was like... Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob. <laughs> this one... Uh... <laughs> This one I'd have to compare to the Tomorrowland People Mover, which okay. is, that's my favorite ride. And I was kind of looking forward to this to see what they would do with it. I think they misbooked it by bringing the, uh, Naomi back on the SmackDown previously. But, you know, it was a very relaxing, um, well, I don't know, relaxing, but the ride is relaxing. The show, the, the match itself, uh, it, it, it was fun to watch. Uh, it didn't get me too riled up. It didn't get me depressed in any way. It was very nice and smooth. It had an enjoyable finish and, you know, lots of pretty lights as well. Cool. The People Mover is my favorite dining table in Disney. I mean, they don't have an actual table, but you know you're bringing snacks onto that bitch anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I did the Enchanted Tiki Room. Okay. Because, A. Wait, which version? The one before they revamped it back to whatever the fuck it was. Before they uh, before they made the goddess move out and take up residence in Trader Sam's. <laughs> but the drinks are better over there anyway, so hey. <laughs> They're wonderful. Right. Um, because uh, the Tiki Room, A, an Orlando favorite, mm-hmm. much like Naomi. Uh, B, some sketchy yet well-meaning uh, references to other cultures. <laughs> Mickey James's ramp attire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's what she was going for, but I guarantee you that wasn't anybody in that bowl that was like, what the fuck, Mick? <laughs> 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 you're either you're either A, being pretty damn insensitive right now, or B, Blanca? I don't really... <laughs> Kind of obscure, I guess, but even that's kind of sketch. And, you know, the Japanese get away with it by virtue of being Japanese. (laughs) And, you know, how they view the rest of the world through their very bizarre cartoony lens, Um, which is in itself a stereotype. Well, whatever. That's a rabbit hole. Um, So uh, it was a performance tour de force, uh, despite being not too innovative. You know, it's just the the Enchanted Tiki Room is just like talking heads and shit. Uh, I had I had originally gone with something kind of similar to that because uh, it, it felt good and it was I, I originally had Country Bear Jamboree because I was like everything <laughs> just kind of works even when it doesn't yeah it's it's not supposed to mm-hmm. um, but ultimately I I, I went uh, I went with uh, Peter Pan uh-huh. um, you had to wait a really long time to 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 be able to enjoy it oh that's uh, yeah that's true uh, and ultimately the match itself was pretty uneventful kind of like Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. But there was lots of black lights and you know what? The ending's nice and the ride is kind of fun. So it was, it was, it, it was, it was a good match to have right before. What, oh man. <laughs> well, we're getting there. And it's hard to believe that this match was originally going to be on the pre-show. Yeah. And they moved it all the way to the end of the show. Oh, yep. well that was a good move on their part. Yes. It was. Um, also I can kind of see, I can kind of see where you're coming with the, uh, uh, the country bear jamboree link though. For, I mean, for one thing, Carmella's rendition of uh, Blood on Saturday <laughs> was pretty rousing just by itself. <laughs> Finally, uh, Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Uh, what, was your, what was your ride for this? Uh, I have to compare this one to Carousel Progress, the biggest waste of space 
in all the theme parks. It was the the match itself was disappointing. It was sad, and it left me feeling a little bit angry. I don't know about you guys. Kinda, yeah. Um, especially seeing that ring gear lying in the middle of the uh, lying in the middle of the stage like that. That was the punctuation mark. That was the period at the end of the Undertaker's uh, career. We kind of knew that it wasn't going to be. It was going to be pretty much all downs. Uh, talking about this match, so I I try to take another approach to it. Um, from a selling standpoint, T two, uh, it would have been edgy as shit in the nineties. Pretty damn embarrassing as it is right now. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not quite sure if it was. Uh, I don't know. Execution might have had something to do with that. I'm pretty sure it didn't help. Uh, but I think that like even just on the card itself. Like if somebody held those two names up next to each other, it would have been like, no. Yeah, Undertaker was moving around like he was a T100 or whatever they have in the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, kept, I kept wondering when he was going to short out. And as it turned out, he actually kind of did <laughs> near the bit of the match where he does his like, I'm sitting, no, oh, it's nap time bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Randy's taking a sleeper. <laughs> Uh, ultimately I went with the carousel of progress as well on this one. Um, you know, looking at it, if, if you tell me just not thinking about the competitors where they're at right now, Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns versus the undertaker, it's Mm -hmm. a marquee matchup. And if you say Walt Disney's vision of the future, Mm -hmm. that's something I want to see. But man, when you, when you get into it, it's just really disappointing. And their vision of what the future of, the industry or the world is going to be is really laughable. Uh, it's <laughs> thankfully trips is there to uh, pick up most of the slack. Yeah. Yeah. Because Vince's vision is pretty damn narrow. It can, uh, it's um, the focal point of it is pretty obvious by this point. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, well, you don't have to be afraid for too much. Uh, now Reigns, Reigns is place in like the bigger picture outside of Vince. Yeah. Uh, I would start, uh, I don't know. I would start vetting out what's wrong necessarily. All right, Bob. So what you doing? <laughs> anyway. Uh, what am I doing? That's the uh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> you weren't. No, but luckily I have this right here. Um, last month. Did you, did you say yeah. like margaritas or your penis? I said, it's a penis. Oh, okay. All right. Well, like who hasn't seen that? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't remember our last trip to Trader Sam's. <laughs> I, I'm reading some books right now. Uh, that Corey oh. got me. Thank you. More gifts from you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, Thanos Imperative. Uh, what year did these come out? I, that was... Uh, 2010. That was 2010. All right. On the back. That was actually when I wasn't reading comics. So Jay was... I remember like when I was up in Indy, Jay was like trying to sell me super hard on these guys. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I never did until like, you know, I moved back down. <laughs> and then probably the, uh, the greatest miniseries of all time, the uh, War of Kings and... Uh, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, thank or, you. I'm or, enjoying these. Or as I call them, the one with Jack Flag in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm doing. Um, I started playing a game last night. Uh, just randomly, because it was. Uh, I was kind of drunk, 
Okay. And uh, I was uh, scrolling through my Steam list, and I'm like, I can't do Monaco right now. I just, ugh. and DuckTales pissed me off, so I deleted it. So I was like, what's, what, what can I do? And this was one of those moments where you're like scrolling down the library, and you're like, shit, when did I buy that? I don't, I don't have any interest in this whatsoever. Now I'm curious. <laughs> so <laughs> I booted it up. It ended up being Call of Juarez Gunslinger, which was a AAA title released by Ubisoft back in 2013, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing maybe I bought it because it had a Western theme. And surprise, I probably bought it while I was drunk and it was on sale. So who the hell knows? Sure. Um, that's a surprisingly good goddamn game. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it... Up to this point, um, the best uh, Western game I had played, and I know people are going to crucify me for this. I've never played Red Dead Redemption. I really want to, but... See, the one Western game I played up until this was Red Dead Revolver, and I remember trying to shoot with them sticks, and I'm not having that on a console, so fuck that noise. Um, But it's shooting. I mean, it's an FPS. However, it starts out as a... um, Damn it. Sorry, this is probably going to be a part where you cut because I'm fucking blanking out like crazy here. Um, All right. It starts out as like a narrative-driven FPS, but the person, there is somebody telling the story to like a table full of uh, listeners. And the listeners are interacting with them throughout the entire affair. Uh, However, this has rendered the entire game's story unreliable. It's a Western told by an unreliable narrator. That's cool. (laughs) So this is what happens throughout throughout the, the, the game. Uh, something will happen. Say, you'll be trying to stop a stagecoach robbery. You'll gun down the first three guys that are an immediate threat. And you'll look up. Oh, shit, up on the cliffs. It's the rest of the gang. They're taking pot shots at me. But, man, I'm going to clear them all out. So, suddenly, they're back, but they're Apache Indians. And then the guy telling the story is like, them Apaches had me surrounded. And then another person at the table goes, this, this is for instance, wait, when were they Apache Indians? And the narrator goes, oh, I'm sorry. They came at me Apache style. So the Apaches turn into the rest of the uh, gang, and they come down the cliffs and start chasing after you. That shit like happens all throughout the game. That's really cool. I know. Yeah. it was. It's like it's, a, uh, a playing through a fish story. I, I guess so. Yeah, it's more like... um. No, a fish story. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I had to make the reference uh, or the uh, uh, the cognitive uh, recognize uh, cognizance, whatever. Fuck it. Um, I'm not doing good with words right now. But yeah, a lot of the games like that. And the reason I passed it up at the beginning is because like, you know, a lot of AAA games are pretty homogenous. This one on the cover had a lot of browns and shit. The graphics aren't even like that. It is the Old West as, uh, as like the most idyllic um, illustrators of the old west like to present it it's it's a hell of a thing and i think uh the box and the marketing fucking killed it from achieving any sort of greatness it's solid shit cool i'll check that out uh-huh uh i am just getting back into playing lego dimensions um yeah <laughs> i i don't know what got me back here and it'll probably be shelved again now that there's a new overwatch uh event um, well what happened is because we got the good news we we did get the good news. We mm-hmm. did get the good news, although it still hasn't been confirmed. Right. So, well, the bad news wasn't confirmed yet either. Also true. Um, right. So so knowing that that it is it does not appear to have a finite date within the next two months at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Lego Dimensions was kind of like, oh yay, I can play again, and it's still going to be made. Mm-hmm. And then GameStop was nice enough to have a fifty percent off sale on every yeah. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they upped my credit limit on my GameStop card. So I was like, well, let's buy all that year two stuff I don't have yet. Wow. Um, 
so yeah, I spent 50 bucks and got, uh, let me see, who did I buy? I bought uh, the Gremlins Fun Pack. I got the Harry Potter and Voldemort Pack. Um, I got the B.A. Baracus uh, 18 Pack. Do you have did you, the box? No, go ahead. Did you, did you get that one? I do have that one. Have you seen the back of the box? No. Do you have the back of the box near you? No, I already pitched it. I didn't even look. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, go ahead. What's uh, what's been your experience with it so far? Uh, so so the BA. I also got Knight Rider, and I've got uh, Marceline, the Vampire Queen from Adventure Time, and um, one fucking other one coming that I can't. Oh, ET coming. Right. Um, so I, I don't have those in the mail yet, but they they should be here probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the BA Baracus Van build mm-hmm. is one of the best builds I've had in that game yet. Like there is a ton of little pieces in that fucking thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's <laughs> solid, like you would expect the A team van to be. Like right. it's <laughs> like it's a mass. Yeah, it's it's a weight of a brick build. You know, it's well, it's for not a, size, a small even, thing. I don't know if you've ever seen any of like the Toys R Us uh, exclusive micro builds or Bricktober builds, but they're kind of a similar uh, thing where it's just like a chunk. Uh, like a like a compacted chunk of plastic. Yep. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is if you had noticed, um, well, you know you can fly. Uh, B.I. Baracus can uh, use the plane in uh, his uh, expansion. Really? Have you not used the plane yet? I haven't. I, I've, I, just, I just got B.A. today, and all I did was build the van. I haven't gotten to anything else yet. God, I, don't, I almost don't want to spoil it. He, because... he, has, he, he flies asleep, I hope. He flies asleep. That's fantastic. I know. I was like, wow, you guys went right now. <laughs> fucking well for that. Bravo. Fucking traveler's tales. That's ace. What, 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 like, what do you want to bet that somebody was on the team and they had that like all fleshed out and it was about to go gold and they were like, wait a fucking minute. There's no way B.A. Baracus is getting that fucking <laughs> Except with a lot less F words because network television back then. Yeah. Very well, true. isn't it? We're television, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I am I'm, I'm loving it. I've I've I'm avoiding the main story right now because I'm waiting for Meredith to stop playing uh, Zelda so we can play together. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's still a ways off. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna keep playing level packs and and everything like that, and just going to the different adventure worlds for now. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I beat the uh, I beat the Back to the Future level uh-huh. yesterday. Was that uh, one pretty solid? Uh, no. Oh, it's, really? Uh, the world is great. The, the mm-hmm. world you unlock afterwards is wonderful. The, the level is really basic. It, ah. it is, it is not, not very long. It is not very difficult. Um, and it's not terribly imaginative. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's some clever stuff when you start, uh, w- w- where you can bring in characters from other dimensions. Um, that yeah, that's pretty funny. I was going to say a lot of that's modular, so you can like actually use the DeLorean in a much more interesting stage somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, but there, there's a particular bit where you you activate something on the portal, mm-hmm. not by using any figures or anything like that. It's not like you you call in a character, but uh, a particular thing happens, and this character shows up and just flies through the level singing a song, and then disappears, and it's hilarious. Marvin, uh, Marvin Barry. No, 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 not okay. Marvin Barry. <laughs> not a character from Back to the Future universe. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, All right. It's someone else, and I don't want to spoil it. Okay, don't um, spoil it. But it is, uh, it's a far cry better than the Sonic level was, which is still the hottest of fucking garbage I've ever played. <laughs> um, but uh, nowhere near as awesome as Midway Arcade. So. And songs will be sung of Sonic's mediocrity. Oh, it's so fucking bad. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 
He's the blue dude with a toot and a shitty expansion for level uh, Lego Dimensions. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I was gonna start playing it today, but I'm I really gotta kill my backlog. It's it's gotta die. Sure. Maybe. Understood. Maybe maybe after another two. And I just started a new one last night. That was good. X lax smooth moves. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up since we are very clearly derailed. Uh, uh, next episode, we will not be talking about pro wrestling with the exception of to say, fuck JBL. Um, Bob, what? <laughs> any idea what we will be talking about next oh, time? God, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we just had a, a Thor trailer dropped on us two days ago, and the Shit. world went nuts. How many times have you watched that motherfucker now? Uh, uh, lots. I stopped after double lots. digits. I was getting self-conscious about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> that hadn't gotten me jazzed for a movie for a movie in in ways that like fucking. When was the last time I got fucking that crazy about a movie? Maybe the first Pirates uh -huh. film. Jesus age. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, maybe maybe we should talk movies on the next one because we've got mm -hmm. uh, we've got that trailer. We've got a uh, Last Jedi trailer dropping this week. Uh, some uh, under the radar shit like Free Fire, which I'm looking forward to. Yep, bunch of uh, stuff, bunch of stuff coming out, and you know it's it's almost summer movie season, so mm -hmm. it is about that time, boys. Um, blockbusters, yay! Summer uh, <laughs> is coming. Uh, so yeah, coming. we will be talking movies on the next <laughs> episode of the Nerd or Not podcast. Um, we're talking but, movies. As always, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, comment. We want to hear from you. We don't hear from you enough. Uh, you are starting to give us, uh, um, you know, ideas and inferiority complexes. So talk to us. <laughs> Tell us what's going on. Uh, we got some good feedback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, find us on social media. Uh, we are at Cretans Guild, one word, uh, or search for us on anywhere, really. Just Cretans Guild. There's not really another Cretans Guild out there. <laughs> Uh, uh, what you gotta do is just go on to any social media and just, just type in Cretans Guild. That's like what the capital C well actually it doesn't matter if you capitalize. You can just type in Cretans Guild. Is it one word or is it two words? I think it's one. Yeah, you can do one word and then uh uh then you hit it with a chair. <laughs> no, Terry, you press enter, you don't hit you don't hit it with a chair. I'm old, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I, hey, have you I retired yet, sir? No, no. no. <laughs> I yeah. got a match down at the armory tomorrow morning. <laughs> who, who, who are you fighting, Greg Valentine? Uh, no, uh, Jake the Snake, uh, he's going to throw uh, uh, his first snake at me, even though it died about uh, 20 years ago. He's going to just, just heave he's the gonna, motherfucker at me. He's got to be on Damien 6 by now. <laughs> Wait, how long do snakes live? I think it's longer than we're like uh, assuming. Too long. Too long. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Bob doesn't like snakes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, guys. That's going to do it. We will talk to you soon. Uh, gents, thank you. Great show as always. And we'll see you later. Hit it with a chair. <laughs> <laughs>